Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is a mess. Get your butt in here. Welcome to Fly on the Wildin' Podcast, where we talk about dating, parenting, and where we record it all for the world to see, baby. I'm your neighborhood-friendly black girl, Amber. And I'm B to the E to the N, Ben. Go. Hey. Oh, we're, we're rapping today. That's new. I, I'm trying to introduce our child to more uh, styles of music because she gets a lot of the folk acoustics, so I've been rapping for her. Oh. We've been listening to Tupac. Um... Not to say that me and Tupac are on a similar level at all, not right. implying that. But if someone else wants to make that comparison, I'm totally okay with that. Of course. But you and Tupac in the same sentence. You know how, here's the thing though, a lot of people will sing nursery rhymes. Right. But I think we need to normalize rapping nursery. Absolutely. Nursery, because, you know, that is a big part of Wilde's culture, you know. Of course. Coming, being black. Uh, and it's important that she experiences everything, right? Even right. Even if it's from a white mouth. Okay. Like, so what black. what uh, nursery rhyme will you be rapping for us today on the show? Just to give a demo for okay, other yeah, parents out yeah. there. Which yeah. one? Give me a beat. A what? Uh, give me a beat. Uh, Not the beat boom, of. The... Boom, boom, boom. Mary had a boom, little boom, lamb. Mary had a Mary, 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 Mary had a little. Lamb and her fleece was white as snow. Yeah, yeah. Mary decided she wanted some lamb chops. She slit her lamb's throat and grilled it. Ben, that's not. That's I didn't know you were gonna go full rhyme. gangster. No, that's not how the nursery rhyme ends. Okay, so we'll work on it. You were actually staying on beat. I was worried about my beat. You were. You sounded great. I, thank you. I I was I was put on the spot. I, you know, real me, I would have got the nails involved, you know, a little Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Maybe got maybe got the, the, the mule involved with Ooh. the shoe. These these shoes are on their way out anyway. Can I show you why I really can't even wear them to the club anymore? That's how, wow. that's that's where we've gotten. Oh, my goodness. I know. They but got they, like a mouth in there. there there's like that <laughs> they green talking. slime. They talking. But look, you can't, you can't tell you once can't I put tell. them back on. You can't on. tell once you put so them back on. Good. I'm still that girl. Yeah. I got them for on Aceless for like $20. Poverty. My shoes are impoverished, but my mind is not. Yes. Going back to last week. Anyway, for those of you also not in poverty, like my mind, you should head on over to that City Winery website, baby, because we will be in the Mm -hmm. Atlanta area for Fly on the Wall and Live, the podcast on steroids, on a stage near you. So go to Fly on the Wall and Live. We are going to also be joined by the fabulous comedian Mel Mitchell. She will be opening the show. Fanita is going to be emceeing on the ones and tunes. So ones and twos so it's going to be a very very fun night and we cannot wait to see you there in atl ho atl ho atl huh i just it just felt racist saying atl ho i don't know it just like the way you put the thump in it i was like ah i'm like um but we're gonna have a battle in the addle (laughs) get it addle atl (laughs) Um, Attle. That's what the battle in the Attle is definitely the episode name. I don't care what's going on. That is so bad. That is so (laughs) bad that it has to be there. Ben. So the first segment of the show, 
For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. The first segment of the show is called Hashtag Influence, where we talk about our lives just as, you know, content creators, influencers, and the like. And how you can go from making zero dollars a month to making six figures. Yeah, but you got you do kind of got to sell your soul a little bit. You know, you got to pedal products And be incredibly lucky. Yes, and yes. Talented. And consistent. And consistent. We're consistent, too. We're consistent. I feel like even when I do brand deals, I write them like commercials. So they're you not do. quite insufferable. I really yeah. put in my best work with a commercial that um, will be dropping soon. Okay. So, Ben, um, so this is how today's episode works. Ben planned the first segment today, and then I planned the second segment. So I really didn't review yours that much because I, I heard you talking about it in the garage, but I kind of want to be, like, shocked on the spot. So you have right here um, about... Uh, recording relationships and yeah. showing them online. So what made you think about this? And then I'll read the statistic that you gave me. Well, there's a, uh, a study that recently was done and they've been doing studies about this, but looking at relationships and how people post about their relationships and whether the posting about the relationship affects their relationship. So what has been shown that if you post a bunch about your relationship, you're probably unhappy about your relationship. Oh, is that what the statistics <laughs> say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it- <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Do you that tickled me? Okay, on a scale of zero to ex- insanely happy, where are you right now? I'm very happy in our relationship. You don't have to laugh for the camera. No, I I am very happy. But me too. I think there's a specific way that people post about the relationship, like my you know best husband of the year type of thing, mm. where Amber's constantly posting about how I'm, how I'm probably the worst husband right, of the right. week. Yeah, um, probably the best husband of the year, but definitely I'm always the worst husband of the week. But somehow that doesn't affect me getting the best husband of the year award right right so there's Somehow, certain kinds of way. content what's the rubric we need to make a rubric at this right point. but then what there's so there was a study that was done 2012 when when facebook started to get really really popular and there was an image that i will never forget it's two people like embracing but looking at their phones they're embracing nakedly but just completely and i'm miserable and they look at their phones sort of mm-hmm. over the other person's shoulder it's a very uh Ominous. Ominous, scary image. And I remember reading that and being like, I'm never going to like have my life online. Oh. In 2011, 2012. I was totally. The university at home, my beer. Yeah. Yeah, when we met, you had an, you, uh, you might have had a Facebook, I but had you had Facebook, an Instagram yeah. and it had 12 followers and, yeah. it, and it had a picture of like a lizard or something on there. Like it wasn't That's, really your face. Was, first of all, it was a salamander. It, so oh, disrespectful. Okay, Matilda. It's actually a newt. Anyway, it was, the Instagram was giving absolutely nothing. I remember thinking when I swiped right on you, I was like, this is refreshing. He's not like obsessed with his self-image yeah. online. I was also too poor really to have a phone or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. So there was there was a poverty element that was in play here. But yeah, I didn't have Snapchat, Instagram. You just and- weren't creative. I feel like there's, I think there's, an there's a-, a way to take... <laughs> You know, your woes and like like some of the best creators I follow, it's not because they make like lifestyles of the rich and famous content. They make like they're in their double wide trailer doing get ready with me's and I love it. Right. But also consistent. most authors are not spending time online. So there's lots of creative people that are not. I see what online. you mean. Or there's actually this I've been seeing a lot of um content of people this has kind of been air quote controversial I'll say there have been a couple of creators who have been vlogging this sort of like nomad lifestyle so they'll be like hey like day 72 of me living in my car by choice or whatever and um I remember reading some a a comment section under one of these videos I'll go find them and put them in episode notes but um it it almost 
the the way the the editing style was made it look like a luxury to be like I've abandoned all bills, expenses and whatever to just like be present and live in my car and and sleep in a different city every night. Like I, I know this sounds like wild to me, but like this this one black girl creator, she has tons of followers. I think she's verified on Instagram and everything. If somebody knows who this is if, before I find it, let me know. And she has content where she films in her car and it kind of stylistically looks really cool. Like she's in different cities, she's traveling on the road, she's having new experiences. And she she shows like where Making she showers homeless and stuff. Chic. It, it's a little like the aesthetic is homeless yeah. energy. And so there are people in the comments being like, "Why are you like glamorizing this?" And then there, there's other people being like, "Why can't she just like live in her car and tell her story as well?" So just depends on how things are edited sometimes. But you said at the time, I'm sorry, I I completely derailed us. No, let's let's stay on that conversation for a second. So. There are people who I see like live in a bus and like I'm right. doing this by choice and they're making money. They are making money off of doing this. But Correct. Most people who are living in their cars are not making money doing money. That. Correct. And so there's this assumption that when you watch that kind of content, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, living in your car is not that bad." No, living right. in your right. car is bad. That is not a good thing. Right. Like, everyone has a right to have a home yeah. and to have a house. Or, you yeah. know, to be to be unhoused is is terrible. It's awful. You are open for so much more danger. Um, yeah. Your lack of uh, health it starts. To, your health starts to decrease. There's so many things to, that sort of go into that. And Do you so, think she secretly has a house? This girl that's recording all this content. I'll oh, show for you, I'll sure. Show you a video. Yeah, I think I think she has some sort of. She has like 200k properties. followers on Instagram. Yeah. She has some sort of investment properties. She's she's but making it's given, money. Like, I love living in my car. I go to festivals. Like, I mean, that's cool. I guess that's cool, you know. But you you can never you can't have kids or kids who do grow up yeah. living inside a car. It's just not healthy for them. But I think the take is like I'm a nonconformist. I'm not a part of society. I'm a free bird. You know, I'm a but wanderer. You, but let's be real. You are doing the most modern thing by posting it on instagram you know what i mean mm -hmm. you're not doing like not into the different. wild you're not you stop well, I'm, you, I'm so sick of people thinking you're they're unique most most people they're not unique you're not creative you ooh, think you are ooh, but you're don't hurt them being. no i'm just serious a lot well, of people are like okay, oh do i'm you feel different that way about our couples different. content then because you're you're sitting here saying like couples who post a lot online not for irony's sake are probably not happy so what makes us any better if we are posting a lot online and there's comedy and there's whatever, if air quote, we're not that different, we're not that unique. Oh, you I don't think man? our situation is unique. I think that it's not making us unhappy. Like I got you. Yeah, I don't think yes. we're unhappy. And we're not <laughs> posting because we're unhappy. People post online about their relationship that this study found out incessantly when they're unhappy about their relationship. I see what you mean. So you're kind of like, he got me roses. Look at us at oh my dinner. God. Yeah, that's Watches like, yeah. And, and, and diamonds. So, yeah. And so they sort of showed this. these two studies that I recently read showed two parts of this. Like both people who post a lot about their relationship can do it for very because they're very happy in the relationship and then there are groups of people who post a lot about their relationship who are very unhappy in the relationship and what comes down to be the difference is what kind of things they're posting okay right so if you spend if you like your partner you're going to spend a lot of time with them 
So if you're spending a lot of time with them and you're sharing things on Facebook, they're just going to be a lot of your content. If you like to go hiking, if you like to go skiing, if you like to go bowling or like to do things together, you like to go out to eat, that's just going to show up. So that's a different kind of content than writing posts about your man or your wife being like, you know, my wife really has really supported me and blah, 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 like just bullshit kinds of things. Yeah. Just show us. Don't tell us. Just show us. Yeah. Okay. So the... The statistic that you found, um, it says when individuals were asked how they would rank their relationship on average, just 10 percent of those who posted couples content would rank themselves as very happy. In contrast to 46 percent who rarely share their relationship online. And then you said here in Psychology Today. Relationship posts are an indication of a happy relationship and relationship posts involve overcompensation for an unhappy relationship. Our research suggests that both are true. Right. So you're saying some are overcompensating by posting the happy stuff and some are. Do you think. Question. Living their life together. And then we share our lives online. Do you think that the OG version of this is like the yearly Christmas card? In matching PJs. Yeah, that's funny. I always think about that. Like, I, I get to, like, sometimes I send a Christmas card. Obviously, I send one now because Wild is growing or whatever. But I remember thinking to myself, like, this is kind of irrelevant because I literally post Wild. Like, she's in some, she's running the back of some video, like, every mm. other day. So, I guess, like, the original idea behind sending a Christmas family card is, like, oh, look how their child is growing. I haven't seen yeah. them in so long. But whenever I get hit with one of those, like, Christmas cards and matching PJs, I'm like, oh, Trouble in paradise, huh? <laughs> <laughs> not the mat, not the lumberjack PJ. You know what I'm talking about? The the flannel, That's, the black yeah, and red. I'm yeah, like, I know. vacation in Hawaii. Y'all good over there? Like it would just. It's, it's not even Hawaii. It's just a background of Hawaii. Yes, yeah, like the Walmart backdrop yeah. of like Easter. You're like, wow, pretty rough right now. So yeah. So what's a healthy amount? of couples posting like if you met some new guy and you're excited about him and because there's also you remember i think remember it depends why you're posting one just ask yourself why you're posting about yeah. it yeah remember when we had that one letter that was about that girl who's like boyfriend doesn't let him her access his social oh, media yeah, or whatever yeah. that's a little bit different so so why are we posting i guess is the question we we want to make money and I and we don't want to. <laughs> it's not true, Ben. It's nice to make money. Oh yeah, but you sorry. Know, I oh yeah, make we want to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. What? I forgot. That's the number one thing. Yeah. You are a scoundrel. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying because I'm you can't that's put a joke. Me, I'm, now, I'm joking. I'm not Amber acting like it doesn't make money. It makes money. It makes yeah. money. But I, I ain't gonna that's hold not it. the reason. But it doesn't make money were, for a very long time because it was just funny. Exactly. You've been posting things and then going and teaching children and going to yoga. So you've been posting on Snapchat. There's hilarious, funny Snapchat things that Snapchat in owns day. in their That's servers. Like six or seven years, yeah. Yeah, where you were not making any money. It was just like I like the attention and I sure. enjoy I'll, being the spotlight. I'll take I'll take attention and spotlight over for, I only post to make money. Absolutely not. That's fucked up. I, I did not mean that in that way. I do. That's why I post. That's why you post. Just kidding. I post because I want people to laugh. I want people to think. I want people to reflect. I want people to listen to my music. Check out, I've posted some really great songs. Beautiful music. Hey, hey, follow me. Hey. Follow me. Stream, stream. Give me a, give me a, give me a a follow. Give me a look. Oh my gosh. I mean, posting to make money is a real thing. It is. Like, 
I, I see, I see like those podcasts that are trying to bait people into a fight, and I'm like, oh, this is a money making. If you want to make, if you want to post to make bait. money, what you do is you create some sort of like travel Instagram post and just repost the most like viral videos that you find of travel, and then link that account to um, like a shopping account mm-hmm. of some sort, and then you get like residuals when people go and shop, and you do this. It, you post like 50 of these videos every single day, just find the most viral travel accounts and then get, you know, um, what is that? Like tri- travel advisory to right. pay you. So every time you get a click, I know people have been make, like supposedly making like 50,000 a month doing that. And so mm-hmm. because you're, but you're spending time, but that's your only reason for posting and you're not creating any original content. Truth. Where Amber and I only want to create original content. We yeah. only want to be funny. We only want to make or people be when we're not funny. I do like a. I hope this makes you think. Moment. Yeah, for I, sure. I'll do Re- one of those reflection. every now and then because that's that's the journey that I'm experiencing at the time. Reflecting. Yeah, you you are a reflector. You're like a whole mirror. I try how much to you reflect. reflect. You you taught me how to reflect a lot too. I, I just love think it. sometimes or. I feel like a note that I get a lot from people is like, show more of the happy, like poetic, beautiful moments between you and Ben. It's like, well, I'm experiencing those. Like, those, yeah. those are mine. Or you the other the option laughs. is they're not happening. But I can tell you that they are <laughs> happening. Wow. <laughs> no, well, like even tonight, we're about to try a new restaurant that yeah. I'm very excited. I'm not posting. And I'm not taking any pictures. I just want yeah. you to know that. Yeah, we're going to go and it's just going to be Amber and I. And we're going to sit at the bar because you can't get reservations at this. Amber hates the bar. Amber hates the bar. Her little short, stumpy legs. I hate wild, I hate legs dangling like a toddler. Oh, you look so cute. No. Why? I'm, I'm a grown woman. My feet should be on the ground. Amber, you are a growing woman. You will never be grown. Excuse me? Yeah, because the you, idea of like grown, you, like I made it. Oh, like we okay. have to have you mean a, I'm a growth grown mindset. My, my career is growing. Your growth mindset. Mm. Growth mindset here. <laughs> Thing like, I'm a grown woman. I hate when people say I'm a grown man. No, you're not. And the fact that you had to say you're a grown man tells me that you're not a grown man. So you, you're saying that grown is indicative of some sort of like completion. Like I've yes, done it. I've made it. it. Like and it, it just because by the very nature of my age, I deserve some sort of respect. Fuck you. Uh, you don't deserve it. Just because you you made so many birthdays. You can be grown in certain ways in certain industries. Like, yeah, but the phrase, I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman. No. I not, like it. I'm so. a grown up. I hate that. I hate the term grown No, never grow up. Never being a grown up. Okay, Peter Pan. You ready for the next segment? Yeah, next segment. Ooh, this is the one that you don't know about that I researched. You ready for this? Imperfect. I, I, want, I want. Imperfect our, parent. Our next segment is called Imperfect Parent, where we was this. <laughs> Jet that Amber's getting the whole ghost. I know. All right. Let me try that again. <clears throat> Your lips look amazing, Thank by the you. way. They're stunning. Stunning, darling. God. Thank the you. Things you, you I was, would you do was talking, to you. You were talking about the lips last week. Now, now you love them. Back then, they didn't I've want me. I always loved your lips. You. I just said they're not hydrated. I said they were Can somebody please roll the tape for last week? Anyway, skinny way. Listen. The next segment of our show is called Imperfect Parent, okay? Where we talk about our new journey as parents as we are currently raising, I guess she would be a 19-month-old named Wild. So, Ben, initial thoughts on this. I found this really cool thing. A restaurant, a restaurant in Georgia, 
is now charging for bad parenting. Okay. This restaurant, if you come in with your child and your child is unruly, they are adding a $50 surcharge to your bill. Initial thoughts. Uh, so here's my thing with terms we talked about. Amber and I talk a lot about value judgment terms. And for those who don't know, a value judgment is simply good, bad, um, unruly, uh, undisciplined. So that's a value okay. uh, judgment that you place on a certain behavior or you, you put a, on a child. And specifically when it comes to teaching. So when you're a teacher, you want to avoid value judgment assessments. So you look at a kid and you don't say, oh, that was a good test. You said you added two plus two correctly and here's how you did it. So it's a very specific kind of way to give praise. Okay. That being said, let's talk about this term unruly. Yes. How are how are you going to decide what's unruly or not? What is the standard? Because mm -hmm. us, have, us as a society has very different standards of unruly. Some people are louder than other people. Some right. people are more quiet than other people. Some, some kids like to walk around. There are some restaurants where a kid can get up, walk around. It's totally fine, right? Mm -hmm. So who is going to make that judgment? And then it's obviously going to be weaponized and be utilized in a racist way we know it's going to be true is a boy going to be unruly in the same way that a little girl is going to be yeah. unruly it's oh you mean like gendered yeah it's going to be gendered it's going to be racist absolutely and so yeah um apparently this is tim richter who is the owner of uh he sounds Tico like a fucking Tacoa Tacoa riverside restaurant um and he was adding charges to people's bill he's the owner and he's been adding charges to people's bill um it says according to the owner the kids were too loud these kids have been running around outside albeit with their parents nearby um which warranted them up charges so i think um are people say, getting in a warning do yourself for a this? favor and go somewhere else is what reddit users are saying because people are obviously citing that this restaurant is not family friendly and things like that and so tim richter is basically just saying like if you don't know how to if, if your kid is poorly behaved, air quote, um, your uh, a surcharge will be added to your bill. Now, what he's probably trying to do is just deter families from coming at all, because obviously, if I if I caught wind that some restaurant could put potentially charge me a $50 surcharge. I'm just not going to go. So maybe he's trying to like, I mean, bring the hammer down for that reason or attract uh, people. Like, you remember that one restaurant that was like, well, we're going to discriminate if you are vaccinated. So come over here unvaccinated only, you know? So maybe what they're trying to do is deter a certain group of people. No, I think this guy is trying to make it into the newspaper. Honestly. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Like, good for you. And I also think he's trying to make an extra buck and surprise parents who didn't read or were not told. You know, I'm just so, gonna look up what's uh, on the menu I'm give and you, I'm gonna see if I would pay the surcharge. There's a there's a bar near our house that has a Krampus night. It's a German bar. It's really fun. And after a certain point, kids are not allowed in. So like 8 p.m., nobody under 21, right? And so right. it's you like you can just do that. Right. Or you can just make your your restaurant. Nobody under excuse me, no, nobody under 21 or whatever. But then you're cutting off a whole supply of people. 
You know, I it's on the menu as well. Adult surcharge for parents unable to parent is it will be more money. Be respectful to staff, property, and self. No respect, no service, no store food permitted in the dining area. So he has it on the menu. Um, they have again. A, this is so subjective. They have hamburgers, Caesar salad, <laughs> Riverside salad, Korean steak. You know, smoked trout pasta. Um, Corn nuggets, fries. So, so the real question is, sir, please, as a parent, right? Like, how do you deter Fried pickle chips? How do you deter kids coming into your space who are not going to like disrupt the service, right? So, right. Amber and I one time went to a Michelin star restaurant. It was a really nice restaurant. Do you remember this? Uh, it depends on what you're about to say. It was like very expensive. We were taking out someone who did childcare for us. I do remember. And we were celebrating them and we took Wild there and she was so fucking unruly. Correct. Like I think we this guy. I mean, she was old bitty baby. She, yeah, she can't really so walk she was crying, and I ended up trying to leave, and it was just such a mess. And one table got up and moved to a different spot. And I felt honestly, I felt bad. And ever since then, like if we go to a nice restaurant, we yes. keep the kid at home. Yes. This does not look like a nice restaurant. This guy's just serving burgers yeah. and salads. So catfish place. Yes. No, like, Fried pickles. Uh, I think it's just I will a say, bad I, business. I'm not, I'm not speaking up for this man, but it looks like this restaurant is um, presenting sort of almost like a, a camp vibe. It's like campfire and tables. and um, So it gives the a, illusion it's a, it's a, that it's family it's friendly. It's a beautiful view of a lake. Yeah. It gives the illusion that it's family friendly. But here's the thing also, Ben, there's a huge lake out near the restaurant. So... I could see maybe some signs going up saying like, make sure your kids do not run by the lake, blah, 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 blah. Because even in the pictures that I see, we'll, we'll tag the Tacoa Riverside restaurant. Not because we want you to go there, but an article or something. Um, so maybe there are certain liabilities or something happening if you have a restaurant that is near a lakefront and you don't want kids. You remember like when we went to um, Hamahama Oyster in Seattle? Yeah. Something like that, potentially. So maybe, and it's a Georgia restaurant. So it's like places where people could, kids could very easily leave their table and go play and go have play, a good time. Go play, potentially drown, whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> go play, go drown. Mommy's got to get some wine. So I think what they're trying to do maybe is just say like, I'm not I'm not having it back. I'm just saying like in some restaurants, like, of course, we went to that one really great restaurant. And the worst that happened was, you know, some table moved. But and in the some restaurants was like awesome because, yes, but yeah, they were amazing. They were great. But in some restaurants, like if you're running around near a, a fountain or a body of water, like someone's going to say somebody something. might say like you might get hurt. I think this is just a terrible business move. Like you're a fucking idiot. I'm yeah. sorry, Tim Sphincter. <laughs> uh, you you are you this is dumb you're gonna deter people people are not gonna want to come it's i know like, but some people might come because they're like yeah fuck them kids yeah i don't this is the u.s a lot a lot of people have kids i uh, know but you know what else it is ben this is and this is a note that might be a little bit important this is a georgia restaurant and georgia is obviously notorious for like good old air quote southern values yeah spare the rod spoil the child kind of energy you know, what is it? Do unto your the father if they have them do Sorry. unto you. Yeah. Yes, all of that stuff. What, what, what's, what's the quotes in the Bible about like honor that father and mother energy? Yeah, yeah. So I think like rebellion this, is witchcraft is a, is a phrase as well. I just think that this old school, like obviously like white Georgia restaurant owner is like, you know, y'all don't know how to discipline your kids. I'll do it myself. Like that, that that's all of the energy I hear coming off of this, which may serve 
or may attract the people in his I mean, it's, neck of the woods. It's his business. Sadly. So he can, he can do whatever he wants. Right. And My question to you is, like, as a parent of a toddler who is constantly running around, what I'm not signing with Tim's finger, but what onus is it on us to make sure itty bitty is not like booking it around a really research, nice restaurant. research the restaurant that's right. my thing it's like you have family to family friendly is take, a thing yeah. yeah i'm not blaming the kids like I let kids be kids sure but i definitely learned i i think we learned our lesson one time when i was like we can't even really enjoy like this oh, very was, expensive so meal out because she is crying the whole time and of course we were respectful we took her outside and we and sometimes like hey it's 8 p.m she needs to be in the bed. Yeah, that was we can, that was we a can mistake. Get a sitter. It, it was right. wrong. It was for a us mistake on this. our part. Do I think the restaurant should be charging motherfuckers? No. Hell no. There's plenty. There's plenty of family friendly restaurants, but it was just a very interesting business move, and it I made think me it think was about a stupid business. Do you move. potentially think other restaurants will catch wind? Because I've, restaurants are dying. People do not have enough money to go. So if you're cutting off a whole segment of the population, which is like people with kids. You're, you're not f- cutting them off. You're just charging fifty dollars. I mean, that could be like the thing is like this could backfire where you just go and you let your cut kid run a moat and and expect uh, yeah. to get that fifty dollars. Right, right, right. Like all right, just I don't care. I'm gonna pay the fifty, but my child can stand on every table of this yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. Like, like it could, Ooh, it could yeah, literally do that. Good. It could backfire. Right. I mean, honestly, I think this is just a really good for him. We're talking about him. This guy has yeah, probably had no. This man has never had this much attention. He said, "We in got to sell this life. catfish. We need yeah. a scandal." Right, I right, think right. that was a smart business. Good for you, sphincter. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want this guy to take up any more of my time. I d- got you. I'm so, I feel so deceived. Actually, I think the idea is so good. I wish I thought of it. I'm, that's what I was like. <laughs> it's probably a pretty good just idea. A good PR move. Sort of a dick move, but a great PR move. But it's the same thing as, like, I'm sure there was some outrage when somebody made a rule about, like, hey, let's go ahead and add gratuity to these group parties. And probably one restaurant probably did something like that, and the other restaurants were like, yeah, like, people are not tipping well. Like, let's just all do it. Well, now there's a movement to get away from tipping. You remember in in Andersonville, all the restaurants were like, we're not, we don't want to tip anymore. We don't, I think tipping is... It's just well, so. Tell, well, tell them why, Ben. Like, expl- can you explain like why this restaurant decided to sort of like they're 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 doing something new with tipping? It's not okay, like no so tipping at all. There, there is a good reason for the, why this is happening. So essentially, what the restaurant decided to do was raise everybody's wages at this restaurant, and then um, what was happening is that people. It, it came down to the restauranteurs were chefs. And they had the experience where they would be making this incredible food and never getting tips. Right. That's fucked up. Why do we tip, tip the person bringing the food and not the person who making it. is making it and okay. putting all the sweat? And these, um, this restaurant, is great restaurant, makes incredible Southern food. And so they were chefs and coming from that experience, they started their own restaurant. And they, um, it was Big Jones, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted... It's good. It's good. It's as good as Southern food as you'll it's get in, in Chicago. In the Midwest, yeah. Right. I think it. I think it's. I, there are some exceptionally good things at Big Jones. They wanted to make sure that everyone was getting paid equitably and not creating this disparity because they, as chefs, the interviews I read would oftentimes get bitter because these waiters and waitresses were getting all this extra money and then oftentimes not helping cleaning up. Chefs have to clean their stations afterwards. Mm-hmm. Chefs are working in the back with heat, getting burns on their 
on their arms. Yeah, but chefs get paid more than waiters, though. No. They typically do. No, not 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 once you look at the the um, the tips. So once you look at the tips, once you include the tips, hmm. okay. all of a sudden you're talking about at some point they're making fifty percent more. I know, but I don't want to just dismiss what waiters do. Like there, there is a like I I I have a very clear as a patron hierarchy of how my tips go based on how the waiter performs. Like there is an art to that. Like, Oh my God, there was this one guy in Vegas. He was such a good waiter because you know me, I always started like a 25% in my head. And then I say to myself, like, okay, if I have to ask where are the waters, we're down to 20. If I have to be oh, you, like, you hey. do that? I didn't know. Oh, that. in my head, for sure. Wait, what? I didn't know this. Awesome. Oh, are you kidding? Well, cause you, you know, deduct I, points. Have you ever, I've never seen, seen you tip below. I do it. In my, I, I, I tip 20% typically. But I, in my brain, have you tipped fifteen or like ten percent with you with terrible um, service? I've probably tipped fifteen to ten if the yeah if, the, the, if, it's if, bad. if I had to like ask about my food if something didn't get fired if half the table got the food half the table didn't if I've already asked for a drink refill I've already asked for water refills Dang. like hey where are you hey we've been trying to leave for the past hour we just want the bill yeah that's like a ten or fifteen percent for me but honestly like for me personally like. You start with 20, 25% off rip. But if you're doing the shit like, oh, Ted, I will not forget. I will not forget you, Ted, at, uh, I, I remember the restaurant we went to. I'm talking, ladies, where are we going tonight? We're looking really great. We're going to Usher. Okay, you got to remember, halfway through the concert, he's going to do this thing with this water bottle. You're going to love it. Anyway, what can I get you? Let me tell you about some specials. We got white truffle in season. In my mind, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, you're commenting on the outfits. You're investing in where we're going tonight. You already know the specials off the bat. All right, ladies, I'll be right back. I'm How come you don't tip me when I give you compliments? You literally Excuse just me, tip man. tip people. Man, your whole goddamn life is one big tip. Are you kidding me? What you talking about? I'm looking for a twenty percent raise. Oh what? What 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 do you need more funds for? Uh, for more fun, obviously. Yeah, for more okay, well, how, books. how do you base your tipping? Because, you know, them waters uh, I, are big. I base my tipping based on, like, this system. We live in a system where people do not get a livable wage. So when I, I just give 20% almost always. If, if it's good service, if it's bad service. Uh, Yeah. What about if it's, like, pickup versus delivery versus... <sighs> yeah, I do 20 pick up. Off, off, just off. Every, I always give 20%. Even if the service is bad? Even if you have to look know, for the waiter? I, because in my mind, it's a system issue. It's not anything to do with... No, sometimes with... I see my waiter... I see the another table's waiter killing it, and then I see my waiter over there flirting with the hostess. I'm like, can I please just get some water? Yeah, I don't know. Or, for oh, me... You, oh, we went to one restaurant in Vegas. I, I, I think I tipped this girl 20%. Versus like the 25. When one restaurant in Vegas, I like when a waiter is honest with me about the menu. So we order this pitcher of margaritas. She brings it to the table. We all drink it and it tastes like just pineapple juice. You know, like there's no alcohol in it really. So it gave the appearance. I was like, oh, this this pitcher of margaritas has just been back there sitting clearly because it just tastes like diluted ice, whatever, whatever. 
we tell the waitress, you know, she's she's taking forever and I'm, I got eyes on her. She's not really doing anything. I'm like, hey, can you come back over? And I was like, hey, you know, honestly, we tasted this pitcher of margaritas and it just tastes like no alcohol. Like, we'll, we'd rather not do the pitcher and just yeah. order individually. She's like, yeah, we get that note all the time. Like, I tell people. What? I was like. Okay, uh, my good sis, when we ordered it, why? I was like, why would you let me know that you did? She's like, yeah, we've told our manager several times. It's so watered down. It's the worst, isn't it? Let me get y'all lady something else. And I'm like, blink, blink. Lead, like, lead with that. Lead yeah. with that, sis. I, oh, I love when a waiter is like, this is good. I wouldn't go for the chicken. In my opinion, it's a little dry. But, you know, I, uh, oh, I love that's, that. That's, there's a Korean barbecue place we go to, and they're just so rude. They're just oh, like, they're rude. Oh, they're like, like you're they good. Handle me. This is it. Boom. They handle me. You don't me. have to do anything else. Oh, that waiter. One time at this Korean barbecue spot, a waiter snatched a, a, a menu out my hand because they were like, that's enough. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was. And it, it was more enough. than it enough. It was enough. But I hate when I go, like. Like, take some initiative. It's this weird line. Right. I'm not trying to be a diva, but I love when a waiter says, like, hey, the tomatoes are in season. You so just, this like, is the tell, best. you like when people tell you what to do. Like, I take d- control, you I know. D- don't don't have me a order bit. a pitcher of margaritas. It gets sent back and you go, like, honestly, it gets sent back all the time. I'm like, huh? You know Question what, mark, You know what's so something. funny? This really comes out because there are times where Amber Amber gives this appearance that she loves to be the dominant one to be in control I don't give that appearance I'm just kidding no yeah but there are times where I take the initiative I sort of yank her jerk her oh, a little I love here, when you, I love like, when you order I love when you order for me you yeah. know I hate I hate going to a restaurant looking at a menu I'm like yeah, you yeah. order it. You know what a- I like. Amber Amber likes to be taking control of a little bit. I do. So I yeah. hate when I order a pitcher of margaritas and then I send it back and then you say, actually, we we get this sit back all the time. I'm like, you you can understand why that would be annoying. I, I do. I'm not understand. that much of a diva. You can no. understand where I'm like, say something, Queen. Fair. Fair. Uh, moving on. Are we going to Tacoa Riverside Restaurant or not? I'm good. <laughs> Pass. If we do go and we get that surcharge, wild better tell that place limb from limb. He's not a Michelin star. He's not I'm like kidding. a fan. He's yeah, not I'm like kidding. renowned. Right. No James Keith, Keith Lee will find him. All right. You ready? Letter number one. We are officially segueing into the I do's and don'ts of relationships. We've got two letters here. If you would like a letter ever answered, please DM the Fly on the Wallen Instagram. Sometimes I ask and source them on the Bariam Instagram as well, but I need to do a better job of keeping, keeping everything separate. So please send those messages to Fly on the Wallen Instagram. Here we go. Dear Fly on the Wallen, how do I professionally tell my boss to keep work life and home life separate? My boss tells me things about his marriage. For example, my wife and I sleep in different rooms. My wife um, tried to foreclose our house just so she could open her own business. Or he tells me about things about his family. My father just passed away and now my brother's wife is trying to take all our money. He will sigh louder and louder just for someone to ask him what's wrong. He is in his damn 50s. Why are you such a whore for attention still? Also, I know this. Him and his wife have a gym together, but their personal life is interrupting their business. Why do I know this? Please help. He wants to have relations with you. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's a business owner and your boss, hey... Get your honey money. No, but he's, I mean, I, I, would, money, I would definitely date somebody in their 50s. Like, yeah. but, but, he, but he would be a petty patty complaining at work about me every day, sighing loudly. What well, if, no, if you get with him, you don't have to work anymore. I think this is an opportunity. You got to work with him. No, you quit your job and you become, he becomes your sugar daddy. You think, that, okay, go ahead. Let me, I'm going to let you finish. 
So this person obviously has a crush on you. He owns a gym, so he's a business owner, and he's unhappy in his relationship. Right. This is, come on, this is like a ripe cherry. This like is, this is this a cherry. This is a rom-com. It's giving rom-com vibes. Maybe not a rom-com, but definitely a, like, uh, what what other genre is there? Um, like a, Why? What's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not young adult. I don't know. This is, yeah, Sci-fi. Fantasy. No, 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 no. Um, horror. It's like, horror. It could be horror. Uh, it could be one of those. You know, this is giving Tyler Perry. <laughs> That's oh, it. Oh, Tyler Perry has his own. Uh, Tyler Perry the, the, is his the, own genre. The Tyler Perry cinematic universe. Okay. Yes. It, it is giving Medea energy. This is giving yeah. like Tyler Perry <laughs> where he, this man's unhappy. Yeah, you should definitely tap that or let him tap it. I don't know. Well, whatever you prefer. Oh, my uh, gosh. Or quit your job. No, but he's an he's annoying little baby bitch sighing every day at work being like, I mean, you know that person. That person yes, that like you, you're literally checking out your groceries at at you know at your local grocer and they're like huh, and then brian passed away you're like taking out your airport like excuse me and they're like yeah my stepfather he recently just passed it was stage four and i'm like okay let me stop let me stop flying the wild and podcast and see what's, what's what's going on here you know sometimes people just need somebody to talk to but when it's your boss like how do you there's a you, power dynamic there so how do you responsibly ask your boss like I, I wonder if there's an HR thing you could go to. Hmm. Like maybe report him in in all seriousness, maybe report him to HR because that is deeply, deeply inappropriate and get a severance. It sounds like it's more annoying than inappropriate. It's inappropriate. You know, this what? is an HR issue. And also here's the thing. People don't recognize go to HR and if you can get a severance, you won't have to work <laughs> for a couple months. I'm serious. Like take note. Like, go to a therapist, like, exaggerate man, man. a little man, you bit. Ain't, you ain't got no HR with me, huh? Are, are you, are you, are you? I just are realized I don't have HR. I guess your mom's my HR. <laughs> your mother's my HR. When I go to her, she usually has my back most, most of the times. Yeah, she does. She does. And she can sort of, you know, set you right, except, you know, you've been, you know, not, you've been, you've been harding, you, you've been harder to set right. Lately, oh yeah, I'm getting with your mom. I'm, I'm feeling you're, myself. I'm you're, like, you're mom, like, stop. You're like setting some more boundaries, which is healthy for you, <laughs> not good for me. <laughs> Let me say this though. I just know that the person that I am, if my boss was constantly complaining to me about their personal life, I would log all of this information. Yeah, I keep and track then of it. the not even for HR, just for my own petty personal reasons. Because the one day that I mm request PTO for example mm. and then they say no you can't I would be like okay well there were a couple of days that I would like to ask for additional pay for for uh time and a half because I spent 30 minutes listening to you and your wife's issue at lunch so can I get those 30 minutes like you, you know yeah. I, I would find some sort of way to be like you have a level of um I'd be like well you know I'm, I'm dealing with some housing issues you know about foreclosures John like I I, yeah. I I would definitely be like let me let me file all of this information to keep. Oh, wait, there are houses foreclosing. It says on here, my wife tried to foreclose our home so she can open a business. Um, that's maybe, what he said yeah, about his maybe wife. Maybe I don't think he's. Super I would also be then. worried. Maybe, maybe also he's trying to tell you like just so you know the business will probably go under soon. Like I don't know. 
Okay, my computer battery is dying, dying so can I go ahead and um, read yeah. letter, the, the second letter? Yes. <laughs> Dear, I know I should have. Be I was, prepared. I was watching the goddamn challenge that that ate all my battery before the show. Amber has literally been watching ten hours. Okay, just go. No, for it's it. a good. It's a good. What like when I'm doing meaningless tests, you know, I, I got to get ready for for Sparta. Okay, dear fly in the wildin. I'm 21. I met my boyfriend a year ago. We've been together seven months. So we met a year ago. Been together seven months. He's always been an air quote jokester. Keep in mind that my humor is just not the same as his. <sighs> I laugh at his goofy and silly things, whereas his humor is just calling me names or saying something mean and then calling it a joke. One time he jokingly called me re, you know, the the R word that mm-hmm. means like slow air quote, um, which we all which he always calls me dumb or stupid to play around. But I never like those terms specifically for that obvious reason. After he caught me that, I shared that I don't appreciate that term, even if it was a joke. And then he calls me sensitive or soft. This is my first real relationship. And he literally jokes about everything. Should I learn to cope with his jokes? Some days I just feel like I want to have a conversation without joking and confusion. Please help. Yeah, he doesn't respect your boundaries. This It might be time for you to move on to a second serious relationship. Or, or be like, yo, like... <laughs> Here's the thing, like these are just red flags. And when people don't respect boundaries on the little things, they're not gonna respect boundaries on the larger Sweat things. the small stuff. Yeah. Nip but. that shit in the butt early and often. I just think we have to, you know, comedy is so subjective. Yeah. Is that am I using the right one? Comedy is so subjective, right? And sometimes it's hard to gauge. Okay, like this is funny to me, but like what makes it comedy? Does does make does it does it being funny to someone else does that make it comedy? Can something still be comedy if it's funny to me and not funny to you or whatever? But in this dynamic, it's like, okay, your only audience for this joke, me, your girlfriend, is not laughing. So you, we can't just dismiss this as a joke. It's not funny. It's not cute. Like, and it hurts. It's and hurtful. It hurts. So so it's not funny. If I you're not I a definitely comedian. made jokes about Amber, and she's like, that sort of hurt me. Like one time. Uh, and I apologize. Like you did your makeup for the first time, oh, and, and I've, I made I've been fun really of you. working on my makeup. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, clown." Like I basically called her a clown, and it really hurt her feelings. It actually right. made you cry. I think. Right. I was like, I've been working so hard. I was like, it wasn't I'm a side. So, it was a full I'm, course. I was like, damn, I, I really like been joking. trying hard to find the right setting powder for this shit. It was awful, and I felt it was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I saw that it distressed Amber, and I was like, it wasn't because she was sensitive. Sensitive. I mean, yeah, because yes, any other day, I, I love being she, called a clown. That's the funny no, no, part. She, the thing is, she is sensitive, and sensitive is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a great song, I'm sensitive, and I'd like to stay that way. It's like, please be careful with me, because I'm sensitive, and I'd like to stay that way. I love that song. That song it's is so beautiful. you made it up, but I'll look it up. After no, no, it's a real song. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think it's important. Like being sensitive is fine. Being sensitive right. means that you're aware oh. of the world around. Oh, I'm us. such a softie. I'm such a big crybaby. Right. And I, I just was unthinking, and I, I don't know why in the moment I thought that was funny. I think. Well, it, here's the thing about it, Ben. We joke all the time. We do. So different jokes hit on a different day. If yeah. we have been fighting all day, maybe a 4 p.m. joke isn't that girl. Like, because sometimes you'll say that to me. You're like, dang, that joke really would have killed yesterday. I was like, but yesterday we was on good terms. <laughs> We ain't on good terms today. That's how comedy works. So it, it, comedy works like that. Like if you have somebody 
poorly open your show, like, uh, and because the point of somebody opening the show is like to warm up the crowd yeah. to get things going. And if somebody bombs that, it affects the next thing coming. Like that's just how how you've made the room feel. So like how you treat the audience and the audience's trust in you is all helpful in order to get the joke to land. Like comedy is very like formulaic and like chemical in that way. So if you've been mean to me all day, mean, 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 your joke probably ain't gonna land. And that, and I'm sure at that point we were probably frustrated with each other. Now, right. it, now one time you made fun of my blush or something. Cause I think I put my blush like right under my eye. And then you, you said something like people don't think you got a black eye with, with your blush looking like that. And it was hilarious. You didn't say it like how I just said it, but it was hilarious because we were laughing, joking, yeah, getting we were along having a that good time. day. And then I probably clap back at you. I think this situation is objectively unfunny. Right. Cause you, this person is just calling you dumb, stupid. And yeah, in this he sounds case, like an idiot. Like <laughs> you're my girlfriend, stupid. <laughs> It's like, what? Where's the punchline? But here's the thing. If you created a boundary and he's not respecting it. Right. Period. Because he's, you're just saying like, hey, I don't want to be called this. And if he wants to keep calling you that, like, that's fine. He can keep calling you. But your boundary is that you don't want to hear it. And so if you don't create any consequence for that boundary, which is simply separating yourself from this person or being like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you when you say this to me. At and all. leave the room. At all. And leave the room. Like, be like, hey. I don't I don't appreciate when you use um I did this with Amber. Amber was using terms like you always, you never mm -hmm. last night. I was like, I'm not gonna talk to you when you use these completionist terms. Right. Right. I, and we talked about on the, that on the podcast yeah, too. But and, I, I and think I slipped back into it on accident last yeah, night. Yeah, last night. I think you were frustrated, you we were tired, but I was like, we're not having a conversation about this anymore. And I like closed my computer and I like put it away and I was about to go downstairs and just separate myself from you because I was like, I'm not doing that. And you are free to talk as much as you want, but I am also free not to hear what you have to say when you continue like to disrespect what I believe is like, hey, when you all, all I'm hearing is always and never. And I that's objectively untrue, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's objectively true that when this person says, I... Um, calls you dumb, stupid, that makes you feel uh, a certain kind of way. It makes you maybe even feel dumb and stupid. Right. Right? Or even that term, the the R word that this person used, it's completely disrespectful right. of an entire group of people. And so at that point, you... I don't like it. You have to give well, this person consequences. I, I acted right after that. And and so did yeah, you, because you were being mean, too. I was, yeah. I set up a boundary, and I was like, hey, I'm not no longer doing this. And we, we you took a moment, and then we came back together, and we reconciled, right? And right. We, tell, tell them that part too. Tell, tell yeah, them we that reconciled. Part. We reconciled, and I was like, "Hey, you've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of work. Mm -hmm. We're tired. Right. Let's let's take a break and just celebrate the work that we've done." Together. Absolutely. And so it sounds like this person never wants to have a reconciliation. And calling you sensitive, it just you can't be with someone who can't understand sensitivity because this person's like, like okay I, I i just hate i am a sensitive person i hate being called sensitive when i just am calling you out on your shit hey your joke isn't funny you're just sensitive it's like oh, there's another world where your joke isn't funny because you're not a comedian you know and i think sometimes like i i feel like growing up i was called sensitive so much mm. when in reality i was just setting a boundary yeah you know 
Yeah. It, I'd be like, hey, I don't really explain. like if you like rub my shoulder that way. Here we go with the sensitivity. It's like, it's what, my body, what sensitivity? Can... It's my body. I don't like when you greet me with a, a arm punch. Just saying, I don't like the so shit. So sensitive. It's like, I'm kind of, yeah, yeah. And then it's just always chopped up to like, well, you know how she is sensitive. I'm like, because you know what you know what that does that deflects the mm -hmm. responsibility. Right. It's like I don't have to take responsible for my actions because this person is just sensitive. Yes, you, it's, it's, it's dismissive. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was called sensitive about everything. I'm like, hey, I don't really like getting feedback this way. Well, I, I, I got to watch how I say things because you know how sensitive you are. I'm like, it's not even dismissive. Not it's, say it. it's saying like, oh, I have to watch. You're not really taking response. It's a, a way of avoiding and shirking responsibility. That's right. what it comes down to. And you're like, okay. So yeah, yeah, you do have to think a little bit harder when it comes to tailoring feedback to me. And in fact... Everybody actually motherfucking feels this way. I'm just the only one with the balls to tell you, with the titties to tell you that that shit is annoying. Like that, that's typically like whenever I've been dismissed as sensitive because I was like standing up for myself. It's literally because like everybody else in the family was like, thank you for saying that because that shit annoys me too. I'm like, y'all need to say something too because it's going to be just dismissed as like she's sensitive if I'm the only one that says something about it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I might be sensitive, but I'm also brave. Because everybody fucking hates you. I just told you to your face. Everybody hates you. <laughs> everybody. I'm just kidding. Not you. And I can be sensitive sometimes, too. That's fair. But, but that's not a bad... That, it's that's not what bad I'm thing. trying to say is that it's fine. Because that's... You might have more boundaries than other people. There might be more things that annoy you. And that's fine. You yeah. In that case... Like, it's just don't, like, you know don't tear down is. the other person. Like, if someone... If someone says something, yeah, if someone says something, sorry, what did you say? I was trying to speak and I, I didn't hear what, what did you say? I just had to be like, well, you know how Amber is. Yeah. It's just like, excellence? No. That, yeah, this, uh, I, I do need you to do this extra step because that is how I am. I, I'm sorry for speaking over you. No, I mean, that that's fine. You, It's not like you're even asking people to do an extra step. You're just mostly saying like, hey, I, I don't want you to say this thing or talk to me this way. Right. And then I think what you might, an area of growth for you, and sounds like this person, is that if someone breaks, what will happen, I see, is that you will say something to me, Ben, I I, I don't like when you um, curse in front of Wild or something. Yes. Right? Like that is a boundary that you've set. And so when I violate that... I can't even set that boundary <laughs> unless I, like, stop you from seeing her. Yeah, so there's, what... Yeah, that's a bad example. Well, no, I'll, I'll stick with that example. So oh, what the, about the Google Calendar stuff? That's the stuff. Like, no, when you I'll, go rogue, I'll don't do, do I'll the calendar. Google, I'll do swearing first. Swearing first is easy. Like, you set a boundary. I don't want my our child growing up with that. If I'm not able to do with that, what you will sometimes do is that you'll just get angry and upset. Instead of working like, hey, this is really important to me. Let's try to problem solve how we cannot swear in front of Wild. Okay, maybe we don't swear on our podcast. Maybe so trying to problem solve where I think sometimes with you, you're like, I said not to do this. And they crossed my boundary. And now you get so frustrated and so upset that you're not able to move forward in the problem solving mm -hmm. or the consequences or even I think problem solving in this case. Calendar is another one. You're like, okay that's not really a boundary. It's just like you want, you have standards 
with right. organization. And if I don't meet those standards, you you get really frustrated and angry. Right. But, but it's not I like hate- a personal boundary. It's a professional expectation that if, right. that if it's not met, you you don't know how to... I think sometimes you struggle with helping people get to their expectations. I do. You oftentimes just set them and then not give people support <laughs> sometimes. Sure. I own that. <laughs> when you're the boss. Yeah. And there's a lot on you to giving me support on certain things. But there's a lot on me to, and I try to support you too. Yeah. I just think I don't like, it. it's not even sugarcoating. I hate that. If you make a mistake, we have to share the blame. If you're the only one cussing incessantly in our home, I hate, can we find a way for both of us to stop using these words? I'm like, no, you're the only one using these words in front of our child. I don't like well, that you use that's these That's what words. it means to be in a relationship, right? I know, but it ain't even we. It's it's It, it feels like teacher student dynamic no, it, it feels infantilizing to say like i'm gonna hey, help i'm gonna help you reach you this do, goal can we can we both stop doing that no yeah. no no it's not we it's that i need to stop doing it maybe i'm not capable of doing it on my own so i need support and you're the person that i need okay for i'm support. asking you right here on the show how can i best support you in not cussing as much i think Is maybe it a swear jar what do we need to do uh i think one Maybe you we need both, to earn, like, we both commit not to say to swearing. I think for me, Amber's really good at knowing when to do things and knowing when not to do. Yes. So Amber Ben can't do that. I, I know I can say bitch, bitch, bitch shit bitch, on the yeah. podcast. And then when I go home, I don't do that. But Ben That's is like also objectively untrue. You definitely swear in front of Wild as well. If I do, I whisper it. I'm I'm cognizant mm. that she's in the room. I'm like, because these mother like I do that. You don't even do it. You're like, nope. Maybe maybe I don't do that. I'm I'm aware when I'm cussing in front because but you don't you don't censor yourself in front of kids, your mama. You just be going crazy. It's hard. Yeah, I struggle with censoring. Okay, so how can I best support you? That's what we need to get to. Yeah, we'll work on that. How That's, that is we're talking about another right three now. hour conversation. What do you need? Like, cause I I ain't got all day to I make know, charts. I know. I'll <laughs> figure something out. I may, maybe I don't know. Um, maybe a good slap in the face every time I swear. I'm, I respond really well to physical punishment. Got you. Just beat the shit out point, of me every time I was time pinching I you like a baby. And you oh, hate I, it. Or I was thumping you. <laughs> and you know what? These nails, it was it was a swift thump, too. Can I thump you every time you swear? Sure. Hell yeah. You're going to get beat just like you got beat with the with the plank. I would love for you to thump me every time I swore. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even remember to do it. But. Okay, so here's the thing that I try to help you with because I, I, people are going to leave this episode. Ben is a terrible person. No, no, no. no. Uh, you struggle with um, not allowing things to bother you. Like yes. something will happen. And uh, so I try to support you in not giving a fuck. DGAF. No, you try to support me by avoiding that it even happened and trying to act like nothing happened. No, no. What I say is that now is not the time. Let's set a time to do this. Where something uh, very frustrating might happen mm-hmm. right before we need to do something or you need to go and do something else. And I'll be like, hey, like, um, don't worry about this just yet. Let's move on to the next thing. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, and I try to talk you and amp you up to to doing that. So. I, okay, that could work. But what I need you to do is to acknowledge, like, you are upset 
because I just did this thing. I can totally understand why that would upset you. Mm. However, we can't really deal with that issue right now. What you try to do is say, like, why are you upset? Just chill. Just relax. Nothing happened. You're fine. That's what you do. You try to act like nothing happened and yeah, then go on to the next good. thing. I, right. I'm getting better at trying not yes. to do that. So I'll, and later you and later you I think, totally acknowledge it. I think but breathing moment, and saying someone to relax is different than you're oh, fine. But you don't like relaxing. I don't like you. I don't like to be told relax. You're fine. It's not a big deal. Anything in that wheelhouse. I like. Okay, for example, you know we're 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 this this is our show. So let's talk about everything's going on in the house right now. These are not huge issues. These are just examples. Whenever I have wild. We only have a couple of bottles. We have three bottles because we have lost so many. So we're down to the last three of the draft. And whenever I have Wild, if let's say I take her out, do something with her, all of her bottles make it back to our kitchen sink. When Ben has Wild, they might come back. They might not. One so of those things you, are in space. They're like floating in the space right now. But you have right lost several bottles of hers which has prompted to us to have to rebuy bottles. So I was in Vegas for three days. I came back. Mind, now, mind you, we only had three bottles left. We were down to our last three. I, I think it was two, but yeah. We were down to our last three. I came back from Vegas. Two of the parts of these bottles, two of the two part, I don't know how parts that, of the two are gone. Happened. So now we're down to one bottle this week. And then this morning, I couldn't even find the one bottle because you had taken her out yesterday. So what happened was I struggled with I woke putting up, things back. I woke up and I said, Ben, what you took wild out yesterday. Where's the one bottle that we had left? Because you lost you lost two <laughs> while I was in Vegas. Where's the one bottle that we had left? Because I'm trying to just give my baby some milk. <sighs> Amber, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm like, okay. You need to stop whatever the fuck it is that you're doing right now and find the one, the one bottle. And then you found it, and I was like, can you acknowledge why this would frustrate me? You're like, Amber, I found it. What's to be dead? No, no, no. no that's a, and that's what frustrates me. I'm like, you need to say, you know what? I love you. I think I did say I understand. But I, but, but I had to make you repeat after me like I'm a child. So because I'm not what, giving excuses. I for me, uh, yeah, I bought some, like, I, to I, be fair, I bought two bottles yesterday on Amazon. So we got we got two in route. But yeah, like why do I do that? But when that happens, I'm kind of like, why do people do hey, that? Gaslighting me right now. To, I get. To, I, th I think it's a mixture of I'm embarrassed. You're embarrassed. I think I I'm embarrassed, and I'm like, ugh, like, and I and you're asking me to repeat like a child. So it, I That's feel you won't of, do it. I'm like Ben. Like, well, I let's might do be a play by play this morning. I'm like Ben. I'm we anxiety. found this bottle. Can you acknowledge why this would frustrate me? Uh, like the that tone of voice is just so um, irksome. I don't know. Sure, it's embarrassing. Well, but what would you have me say? Because that is that is the the when people acknowledge what they did wrong to me, or when I acknowledge what I did wrong to someone else, I am less likely to make that mistake again. So what happens with you is sometimes you don't acknowledge it, and the same mistakes keep happening. Maybe. So I'm trying to get you to say, "I fucked up. I need to do a better job with these bottles." That way, when it happens in a week or two, I could be like, remember last week we had his hang on that? Yeah. So I think that the reason I don't acknowledge my mistakes, and I think a lot of people, um, I think especially men, is that, no, I, women do this. It has to do with ego. There's an element of ego. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes um, 
my immediate default is that I might be hearing like all the mistakes I'm making, but in my head, I'm like, why am I not being appreciated yeah, for all the amazing you, oh, things you, I've done? You immediately this morning jumped to like, I took her out all day yesterday yeah, yeah, and I did that for yeah, you. And so, I'm like, that does not negate the fact <laughs> that my bottles keep disappearing. So from it's his a mixture house. of like you, the moment when I don't admit a mistake, it's from a place of like embarrassment and then from a place of, not feeling appreciative, mm -hmm. right? And so as soon as I admit that mistake, I've admitted that I'm less than or I've admitted that I'm a bad parent mm -mm. or there's something like wrong like uh, inside of me where I don't think that is, I don't think you're thinking no. that. But in my mind, that's sort of what I'm taking. So and there, in my mind, I'm thinking you are trying to convince me that you We do this thing. though. We do this a lot where I uh, like last, <laughs> like, I was really not mad about this, but Amber, I have a whole structure of putting Wild to bed. Oh, God. and I said Amber, like Amber takes her up to bed, and, and she was rubbing her eyes. So I put her in the bed. I put her in the bed without like giving didn't her. Didn't do the bath. Didn't do the bath without do the story read. And I, I read and to I her do earlier this. that day, so I was like, oh, I read some books earlier. She's rubbing no, her eyes now. Let no, me put her down. So, and then I was like, hey, Amber. So I went up there. I brushed her teeth, and then I read a book. And then I put her down, and within like I think five, five, ten, maybe less than five minutes, she's like knocked out. Right. And I come downstairs. I think you were just you had done a whole lot of work. I was like a lot of work. I was like, hey, Amber, like I know I was not mad, and I think my tone was like this, and I think my I think I was trying so hard because I knew Amber was going to feel that she was a bad parent, mm -hmm. and I was trying so hard not to be bad. I'm like, I'm not mad, and I think I was too chill. That's no, the thing. you weren't. I you were I, like, we have to stick to her bedtime routine. I'm like, write the damn routine see, that's down. That's what she heard. But what I what's said the was routine? Like, I was like, yeah, we. It's like, hey, Amber, we really, sh we really have to stick to her bedtime routine when I do that. And and you're watching the challenge. I don't think you're really <laughs> paying attention to me. I'm trying to see if CT is going into. And the, then you're like, you're like, you're like, I, and then immediately, immediately the, you're like, the gauntlet tonight. You're like, immediately you said <laughs> as soon as I said that, like, well, I I did all these things. And you started listing all the things you did. I'm like. You're a great parent. I'm really not mad. Like I will, I will go upstairs. I'm gonna go upstairs and read a book, and then you're like, you're like now, now you're just trying to make me feel guilty. I'm like, literally, like I just want to go upstairs and read a book, but I want moving forward to make sure that we stick. You're like, write the routine down. I was like, write the routine down because I like three, a checklist. It's I do three things. I'll put it in a calendar. But I, I remember you doing a very similar thing, and I, I knew that if I brought this up, I needed to bring it up to you. Right, I could have mm -hmm. let it slid, but you wouldn't have let it slid. No, absolutely not. Oh yeah, you getting your ass up and going back upstairs and putting <laughs> and her in the bath. So I knew that you were tired, so I took that responsibility, and then I came down and yeah. I said, "Hey, moving forward, these are the things you need to do." Because mostly that is my job, but I, I think I was with her that entire day, right? And so you wanted to do something. And I had something to do after I put her oh, down. Oh yeah, and I had also cooked, so you had to clean up the kitchen. Oh, and so you you were also saying I had to put her down quick so I could clean yeah, up the Yeah, you started like justifying the all the reasons you didn't do it. I was like, I'm like, I understand. That's okay, right? Just next time, don't say you're gonna put her down. Like I can handle that. <laughs> and then that even got you. I, I really Amelia Bedelia the situation and put her right down. You were like, no, you gotta, you gotta do the bubbles. And I was like, but this oh. is the thing because you said the reason that you got defensive stemmed from this insecurity that you thought 
that you are a bad parent. And that wasn't what not I was bad, saying. Not bad, but just like not you, doing enough. Yeah. Not doing enough and you felt guilty. And so when we get defensive, it's not because we actually think we're in the wrong. It's because we're no, we know we're in the right. And I think that is so, that's a big unlock. Like when people start not accepting that they're wrong, it's probably because they know that they're wrong. When people start not accepting. Like I knew I was so wrong for not putting the bottle back that right. I started defending the fact that I was not wrong and like the falsehood <laughs> that I was not wrong. I was like, this man is crazy because well, he knows she needs this to drink. People get defensive when they fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know they fucked up. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? I think we, both you and I, are getting better about if if a little bit of time goes by acknowledging mm. the wrongdoing. You know, because that's what you I need. Catching it earlier. I don't, I don't either catching it earlier yeah. or later. I don't. I don't even even mind if twenty four hours later you come and say like, "Yeah, me not putting her bottles back is inconveniencing you. You're my teammate. You're my partner. And if I pass the baton to you, you can't do your job to get her ready. That you you typically at least have like a twenty four hour window of saying that. I just want that window to be like, yeah, I'm tripping like. Here's a bottle. Mm. And I need a better window of like, you know what? I did not put her down the way she she's used to her bedtime routine. Let me go, let me go fix it. What I needed you to do in that moment is say, like, you go back and put her down the right way. I will do all the dishes. Because that was, I was like, I gotta go put her oh, down I, to do oh, all the I'm dishes. Not doing that. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Or, or, okay, I'm then, joking. Put, then put her down I'm joking. Then. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. Anyway, uh, I love you. Um, last thing, Shelfie. what you read? What are you reading right now? Uh, I'm reading a book. It's a great book. Um, it's called How to Sell a Haunted House. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Is our home haunted? I don't think so, and I okay. don't believe in haunted houses. Uh, I would highly recommend this book. It is very about two siblings, very petty. Honestly, reading this book makes me not want to have another kid oh. because the two siblings are constantly at each other's throats. That's how siblings do. Yeah, it. I don't want And you had three sisters. I don't want... Oh, here. And also in this, one of the main, I did have three sisters and it was exhausting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Still is, obviously. Just kidding. (laughs) But in this book, the, one of the, the parents of the two siblings, the two main characters in this book runs a puppet ministry. Did you ever do (laughs) puppet ministry? You like tell Jesus do I, stories. Do I look like I did puppet I, ministry? I don't know. I don't know if Bat, Black Baptist churches have a puppet ministry. Yeah, not the one at my church. Okay, that, so basically, you we tell do, like we biblical do a lot stories. Of, uh, you know, artistry, but is have you or, or have you ever seen like the miming, like the liturgical yeah, yeah. dance with the miming? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's as close to puppetry as we got. Okay, so this book deals with that, and one of the puppets turns out to be evil. One of the Baptist puppets. Yeah. One of the church puppets. One of the church puppets. Did you have puppets at your church? Oh, yeah. I used to do the puppets. And, like, you tell a biblical story, like, this puppet smoked weed and died and went to hell. Like, that's, you would. Oh, it was like dare meets puppetry for Christianity. Yeah, it was uh, very funny. Looking back at it now, it's like, and I saw this puppet show and then I knew Jesus Christ saved me. <laughs> right, right. Not, not. Like, what the not fuck? A, not a puppet show taught God. me to like. Oh my God. My faith. Evangelical Christianity, the way they thought that they were doing the Lord's work, to me, looking back at it now, is like not a good business plan. I don't hate Christ puppets. 
I mean, I think it's good. Maybe and the church should have a surcharge for bad children in the church. That'll get some bills paid, huh? Yeah, like you have to tip extra. Yeah, if your or, child is is or, or um, you have to basically <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what children. No, they be having, yeah, they have children's church. Yeah, but uh, oh, I, I used to love working a nursery during children's church because then I could just watch Busy Tales, eat goldfish. Oh, Veggie Tales! What a time, Veggie Tales! Hey, bro, they have some good tales out there. Yeah, with those, the some of those stories still hold up, and they're good. They're good, cute little lessons. Some of them you watch them back, you're like, "This is unhinged." Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the the peas talking about slavery? I'll show I'll show you that one soon. I I do remember that He's like, you King get three David square meals best... a day. What's the matter? <laughs> He's like, we were enslaved. <laughs> we yeah, were yeah, enslaved. Yeah. I do remember that. Not I do remember the, da- the story of David and Bathsheba. King David, it was a rubber ducky. Yes, they I made do remember Bathsheba that. a rubber ducky. I remember that one, which is exactly how a lot of men see women. They're just rubber duckies that you play with. Ducks, in, <laughs> in, ducks in the wind. All we are is ducks in the wind. I'm reading Night Crawling by Leela Motley still. I'm almost done. So good. It's so, I know. Well, we, we batch these episodes, so it really does feel like I've been reading it for like eight weeks at this point. But it Jesus very, I know, I promise I'll be done with it the next episode because I've been reading it on every plane, on every commute. And it is very, very good. I, I almost, have you ever like paced yourself with a book because you're enjoying it so much that you don't want to finish it? I have done that. Okay. Right, sometimes there are a few books that I didn't read the last page. Oh, because I, I just beautiful. always wanted to always be like, ah, oh, there's I could go back like when I'm retired, I'll go back and reread the the foundation series is one. I didn't read the last page of the last book of the foundation, the original foundation trilogy by Isaac Asimov. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah, I've done that for a couple of books. I just didn't want to end. I think like Aristotle and Dante discover the universe. I thought that book was so beautiful. They recently turned it into a movie. Okay. And I didn't read the last page of that. It's just so such a good book. It's you would love it. It's YA okay. and it's like a like a queer story mm-hmm. and it's just so I feel like is it beautiful. a graphic novel? No, it's a novel. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about something else then. Yeah. Okay. So uh how to sell a haunted house and night crawling. We will add those to your weekly reading list. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wallet and hearing out all of our marital issues. Uh, Truly, we thank you for letting us be vulnerable with you. And please acknowledge things in your relationship, hopefully in less than 24 hours. Got to put those (laughs) bottles back, man. Got to put those bottles back. I do. Anyway, uh, here's your outro music, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. You know they're from TikTok, cause those laughs keep you coming, cause they're wildin' all the time. Before Wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap why Amber squats, and does a dance to please her plants, and Ben reads books while serving looks, Wild is wildin' all the time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.